Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And by gum, there is just so much to talk about today. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be amazing if I can get everything that I want to talk about within a half an hour or so. Um, because, as you know, I, I usually try and make my podcasts uh, between a half an hour and 40 minutes, um, because I, I really feel that most people, you know, half an hour is good enough. You know, they don't want to see something like 50 minutes an hour, um, maybe one day, you know, one day if it becomes big enough of the podcast, you know, if I get onto a bigger uh, market share or whatever. But anyway, um, just not to wait time. So we're talking about a bunch of things. Number one, um, the Russian invasion of Ukraine up to a month now. Not going so well for Russia, um, and that's causing major problems because uh, there are quite a few people in the United States who are actively rooting for Russia on certain television networks and in certain media formats. Uh, but Ukrainians are fighting back tooth and nail, and uh, in fact, as, as of the latest that we've heard here, they are launching counterattacks, um, Russia... the. <laughs> The myth that Russia has anything resembling a legitimate military has been absolutely crushed. Um, they don't. Um, the Russian military has turned out to become a paper tiger. Now, mind you, uh, they still do have the ultimate deterrent. Of course, they have nuclear weapons. Um, I don't know when those nuclear weapons were last serviced. Um, it's a real question about if they tried to launch them. Would they launch or would it turn into something where you know, they, they blew up in the silos? I don't know. I don't want to find out. Um, and I really, I'm quite sure the rest of the world does not want to either. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to keep an eye on them. In the United States, however, um, much more has come out. Uh, about the January 6th, which was the attempt to overthrow the government um, by certain conservative factions in the United States, aided and embedded. Um, and this is not me making this up, by the way. Here's, here's the thing that if you're new to this podcast, first of all, a warm welcome. And if you're not new to this podcast, if you've known it, you know that I don't make stuff up. I, don't, I try very hard not to take sides. The original topic I was going to talk about tonight was going to be, as a teacher, as an educator, at what point do you have to stop pretending that both sides are, are equal, that both sides are okay? At what point can you say, well, these people that believe in a certain thing are actively trying to overthrow democracy? Uh, because, again, as a teacher, we, we have to do our best not to put our own personal uh, opinions. And I, I, I stand by that. I do. I stand by that. I always tell my students, they ask me things, who did you vote for in the last election? And I say, well, that's a private matter. Okay, I'm not going to discuss it. Do you, who do you, th you know, I mean, they ask me a question, who do you think the best president was? That's fine, because I can go back and I can be like, well, you know, uh, you know, t top three are, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and, you know, Abraham Lincoln and so and so. Whatever, you know, I can do that because that's that's fairly objective. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, well, based on this, you know, I'm backing it up. Um, if they ask me something that would be like, well, do you think that this president was terrible or that this president did this? 
it's very difficult, especially in modern history, in the very recent past, because you don't want you don't want to offend people. And as a teacher, you know, especially in social studies, um, you get to questions of, is it really your place to tell a child that this person was no good or not? Because they may be hearing things. It's, it's, I view it in the same vein as talking about religion. Now, I will talk about religion in school, no problem. People ask me, well, what, what, is, what is it that makes someone a Christian? And I will always say, well, you know, it, here's the, the definition of Christianity that's widely accepted. Uh, how do, what is it that makes someone a Muslim? Or like, what's the difference between Islam and Christianity? I'm not saying, well, because one is bad, one is good, or, one, you know, this and that. I'm just saying, well, here's the difference. And these are things which, uh, you know, again, I feel that if a pastor or a priest or an imam, you know, was, was called and said, well, you know, Mr. Ashitino said that this is what defines a Muslim, they'd be like, yeah, right, that, that's pretty much it. Or, you know, well, this is what makes a Christian. And I'm always I'm very careful about things because I'm like, you know, and I'm like, if you, if you really have questions, and, uh, you know, my advice is always if you, go to a church or a mosque or a temple, uh, whatever the case may be, um, go ask the religious leader, um, you know, what, what that question. You know, I'll answer it from um, an historical perspective, but my answer might be different. I mean, one of the big things I've always had, um, <laughs> and any of you who are from my school that have, you know, or from Elizabeth where I teach uh, will know this. I've, I've always had one major issue <laughs> Is that like, oh, well, you know, I'm not, um, you know, this person is not Christian, they're Catholic. And I'll always be like, oh, well, Catholics are actually Christian. Well, no, they're not. And I'm like, no, 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 they are, okay? Maybe in your church they don't believe Catholics are Christian, but the reality is that overwhelmingly, you know, uh, the consensus is that they are. So, you know, if you don't want to accept them as Christian, uh, within your own church, that's fine. You know, you have that right certainly to do that. But if you, you know, if you were to ask the average, um, you know, theologist uh, or historian, they would be like, no, no, no. You know, they are. It's just the same way with like Shias and Sunnis in Islam. No, you will definitely get Sunnis who are like, no, Shias are not Muslim. No, actually, they are. Okay, they have a bit of a different, uh, you know, the belief system. Um, but realistically, on the major things, they are Muslim. Anyway, I, I bring that up because we've got something going on right now. Um, the wife of a Supreme Court justice, Justice Clarence Thomas, his wife Ginny, it's recently been turned over, evidence for the January 6th committee, which is investigating what happened and how and why. Um, she... She was sending texts to Mark Meadows, uh, uh, who was on Trump's staff at the time, saying, you know, you have to, you have to delay any kind of uh, confirmation of the, uh, the election. You know, we're, we're getting, I think one of the things was we're getting, the army is on its way or something. But she was actively trying to get the election overturned. Now, I'm going to say this, and, and I'm sorry if it hurts anyone, you know, uh, anyone's belief system here, but there has been absolutely no evidence whatsoever that the election in 2020 was fraudulent. Uh, 
There has been absolutely no evidence that there was any kind of massive voter fraud. Um, it, it's now going on two years. Nobody has come up with anything. There have been lots of threats to come up with things. There have been lots of promises that it's going to happen. Um, about the only fraud you can get is you, you have things like former President Trump uh, asking Georgia to just find him 14,000 votes. You know, I'm just asking you to find me that, you know, and, and pressure being placed on former Vice President Pence um, to decertify and, and other people not to vote. And, I mean, you know, that, that's the real threat to democracy. Um, you know, asking someone to find votes. Well, no, there aren't the votes. Okay, The votes came out. And, uh, you know, every major player uh, agreed that the, it was it was a free and fair election. Um, you know, that we, we've had a couple of instances, very few. And they've they've unfortunately for that side. It has been Republicans who have tried to vote twice or tried to vote in other people's names. I mean, I'm not I'm not alleging there was fraud on their side in that case. It would you know because we're talking about like you know five or six cases. It's not overturning anything, but um, you know, there's just there's nothing. And you would think if there's so much evidence, well, well, then why hasn't it come out yet? Where is it? You know, it's um, you know, I had a debate with uh. Someone yesterday, they were talking about spirits and, and ghosts. And I said, okay, <clears throat> you know, all these things. One of my side interests is cryptozoology. That's like studying Bigfoot and uh, the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra. My favorite, Michele Mbembe. If you don't know who Michele Mbembe is, go look up Michele Mbembe. It's basically like a diplodocus that exists in Central Africa. And I'm like, well, you know, here's the thing. If you find evidence for me, fine, I'll believe it. But, you know, if you you have in science, which requires evidence, strangely enough, um, and historians also do that, you have, you have something, for example, that it's like there's a minimum number of the species that needs to exist in order to carry on. You can't just have five... Loch Ness monsters, you know, five, uh, you know, plesiosaurs left in the world and they're going to reproduce and they're going to be okay. It, it, it doesn't work. Once they get below a certain number, the species is doomed to extinction no matter what. Um, with the carrier pigeon, which is a great example, if you want to have fun with that, you'll look it up. Um, you know, you, you can Wikipedia that up, which, by the way, for the record, I love Wikipedia, especially with science. Fantastic. It's vetted by people like me. Who will go in, and if I'm reading something about World War One, and I see something that's false, I'll challenge it. I'll log in as my name, and I'll be like, "Well, actually, uh, this says this." So it's vetted, okay? I mean, I can't answer for everything. Maybe if you're looking up something about, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a celebrity, maybe it's rumor, hints, and allegations, whatever. Uh, I can't answer for that, but with with history, yes, it's it's fairly solid, okay? Uh, I really don't find anything because, you know, there's nothing, people don't tolerate that kind of stuff. No one's going to be like sitting there and talking about the, you know, earth and then all of a sudden someone decides to come in and edit it and be like, well, the earth is flat. People will have that struck down in a matter of moments, okay? Um, and and so the carrier pigeon, though, I mean, there used to be 
you know, billions of them. I might be making a little exaggeration, that part, but, but not fairly close to it. And then after enough of them were killed, I mean, like, I think when they got down, and I haven't read the article in a long time, but they got down below a million or something like that. Now, normally you'd say, well, that's still a lot of them. No, it wasn't. They couldn't reproduce at the levels, okay, that were needed to keep the species, and as a result, they're extinct, okay? Um, you know, the, the Tasmanian tiger, okay, another thing, uh, extinct. Um, there are rumors every now and then that one of them, you know, they, they think they may have found it, you know, and it's possible. It's possible that maybe some of them exist, but again... You need more, there can't just be one or two of them, okay? You need a lot of them in order to, to continue creating and reproducing. And if you had the Loch Ness Monster, you know, Nessie, I know it's fun to believe it, but you'd have to have dozens of them. And if you had dozens of them in Loch Ness, there would be pictures, there would be video evidence, there would be dead Nessie's, you know, on the beach or in the water. I mean, this is just this is ridiculous. Okay, the, the you know, but you know, don't don't stop anyone from having a good time with it. But anyway, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife. So the wife of a sitting justice, uh, who by the way was the only one who voted against releasing text messages and documents related to January sixth, which makes you wonder. Um, she's been involved in extreme right-wing causes for a while. She tried to take an active role in stopping Biden from becoming president. Now, I, I don't care if you like Biden or not. A lot of people in this country don't like him, and that's fine. You don't have to. No one's saying you have to like Biden, okay? You go out there in 2024, you get two years to go out there again, vote him out if that's what you feel. But the fact is, that now you've got a Supreme Court justice who is compromised. He is compromised. I don't care how you want to paint it. His wife has been involved in supporting an effort to overthrow the government. And he should either resign or he should recuse himself from any, any court decisions coming up, you know, in, involving any of this stuff. Uh, and he's not going to, though, because that's just not how it works. Um, and so, you know, the, the real question becomes, well, where's the punishment? Because, you know, we've got subpoenas going around. I mean, if I was subpoenaed by the district attorney here in New Jersey, if I didn't show up to court, uh, they would put a warrant out for my arrest. I would show up to school the next day. There would be police officers there to be like, uh, Mr. Ashtino. You ignored a subpoena. We have to place you under arrest, okay? And and rightly so. I mean, that's, you know, the, the court system requires things like this. Uh, prosecutors require subpoenas, all right? It has to go through. Um, but nothing's happening there. Nothing's happening with this. And it's very disturbing because, you know, as I said, it's, you, you know, we had an attempt to overthrow the government, all right? There was violence committed. People were killed, Property was destroyed. Um, you know, they built a gallows. They built a gallows. I, I am very thankful. And, and listen, I'm no fan of Mike Pence at all. That's my personal thing. 
You know, I don't, I don't hate him, but I'm just not a fan of him. I, I don't agree with his policies, okay? Fine. Uh, but I, do I believe he deserves to be hanged for, you know, not backing a conspiracy? No, absolutely not. No, this is ridiculous. This is against everything that, uh, you know, American idealism stands for. And if you really believe in democracy, then you should be opposed to this as well. Whether, what, again, whether you support it or whether you support their political leanings or not. The problem is that there happens to be one party that is tending more and more to go violent. Um, and one of the things that we're talking about now, we're talking about issues like abortion. Uh, multiple states are now passing bills, and they're backed by the fact that the Supreme Court, I'll tell you, whatever your opinion about former President Trump is, he managed to put three Supreme Court justices on the bench. That is more than a lot of presidents have done, and they're young, and they're going to continue to influence uh, U.S. jurisprudence for the next 20 to 30 years, okay? It's a tremendous, tremendous swing. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and barring, barring any of them passing or someone like a Clarence Thomas passing and then the Democrats getting to nominate someone, which would require them to maintain, uh, you know, the Senate, which it is possible. It is possible it could happen. But, um, you know, that's, it's, it's still an if, right? I mean, we've got elections coming up in, uh, well, it's, it's almost the end of March right now. The election's coming up in November to determine whether or not one party or the other will keep it in. But you've got these people, uh, the, the goal is to gut Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade, by the way, if you don't know, is the Supreme Court decision that basically made access to abortion uh, a right across the board. States could not regulate it. Before then, abortion was not illegal in the United States, but it was up to the states, okay? So for example, if you're in Mississippi or Texas, they could say abortion's illegal. But in New Jersey or Massachusetts, they could say, well, no, it's, it's legal here. Now, this is where things start to get interesting and why I'm constantly calling one of my dear friends who's a, a highfalutin lawyer, not of constitutional law, but he's brilliant, so I, I just ask him anyway. Um, and now, there are, there are laws being passed, like in Texas, and I think I've talked about this in a past podcast where um, private citizens can sue anyone who's involved in an abortion. So, for example, if my neighbor asks me, uh, can you please drive me to the clinic uh, to get an abortion? And I drive her to the clinic to get an abortion. A private citizen, someone that doesn't, that finds out about it, can basically bring charges against me and against her and against the clinic um, and, you know, try and bankrupt me, and I have to answer them. And the fascinating thing is it's not the state bringing the charges, which is how that's kind of the end run. Um, they've lowered it now. I think it's Idaho right now that has lowered it to six weeks. Um, many women don't know they're pregnant at six weeks, by the way, in case you've never been involved uh, with anyone being, you know, pregnant, anyone having kids. Um, six weeks is basically like, you know, you, you, you missed your period, uh, which by the way, um, and this was something that I learned later on in life, uh, you know, not, not as a teenager or anything, uh, women's periods are not, you know, like you get it on the 20th of every month. Now, some women are very, very regular. 
but many women have, you know, it's just every now and then, you know, it, it varies. You know, some days it comes, you know, uh, four weeks in, sometimes it's five weeks, three and a half. It can vary, okay, depending on a, a, a whole wide range of things that are going on in their lives. But six weeks is ridiculous. And, of course, there are no exceptions being made for things like rape or incest. Um, and now uh, there are two f- really, really uh, problematic issues. Number one, um, I want to say it's Texas, either Texas or Oklahoma. They said that they will now bring charges against women if these bills pass. They're not laws yet, so we don't want to jump ahead of ourselves. They're not laws yet. But if the bill passes, a woman, let's say a woman is in Oklahoma. Texas and decides, okay, I can't get an abortion in Texas because it's past the, you know, six-week period. It's past the 12-week period, whatever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get on a bus, take the bus to Illinois, to Chicago, and, uh, you know, procure the services up there, which it's legal. Now I'm going to come back. And they're like, well, no, we're going to bring charges against you. So how in the devil do you do that? I mean, what do you, what do, you do? And um, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, you know, who's involved in the law, said, well, there's really only one way you can do it. What you have to do is the following. You have to require all doctors, all OBGYNs, any doctor that a woman goes to. Let's say you're like, I'm, I'm not feeling well. I might be pregnant. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, yes, actually, you are now seven weeks pregnant, eight weeks pregnant. You have to start requiring doctors to now file that with the state. Now, that means the state knows you're pregnant. So nine months after your theoretical time that you got pregnant, the state's going to want to know, okay, where's the baby? And if you don't have a child at that point, then it becomes an issue of, well, you had an abortion, okay? And therefore you're now going to be prosecuted. So you can't even leave. And, and the question is, can, they've been threatening to bring charges against people who help them. Now, I'm in New Jersey, the great state of New Jersey, the greatest state, as my kids know, the, the, you know that I teach, the greatest state that has ever stated. Um, I'm in New Jersey where abortion is legal. What happens if I pay for someone to come to New Jersey to get an abortion? And, and Texas turns around and says, well, I'm bringing charges against you. And I turn around and say, good luck. I'm in Jersey. Unless I go to Texas, you have no standing, okay? This is not a federal issue. It's a state issue. You bring all the charges you want. Um, I'm just going to tell you every time, oh, that's nice. You know, this is, this is extra kindling for my fireplace during the winter, you know, when it comes up again. I know it's spring now. Um, but it is, it's a problem because if this turns into something where it goes to the Supreme Court, will they rule that states have the right to charge people for, um, you know, interstate issues? Now, my argument would be, and here's, here's where the exciting stuff comes in, interstate commerce is regulated by the federal government. So a state cannot tell me, I mean, a state can be like gambling is banned here. If I go to Las Vegas, okay, um, I can gamble, and when I come back home, I'm not going to be placed under arrest. Right? I'm not going to be placed under arrest. 
Uh, there are some issues where, for example, uh, you know, with, with uh, back in the day with marijuana laws, uh, my job can be like, you know, listen, we're, we're going to test for marijuana. Now, I can fly to the Netherlands and I, I can consume marijuana in the Netherlands and then turn around and come back home and be like, well, w- when I consumed it, it was totally legal where I was. And they could be like, yes, but it's illegal here. We're going to test you for it. Um, that's an international issue. It's a little bit more tricky because, again, the government doesn't really handle a lot of international. There are some issues, which maybe that, that's for another time because I don't want to get into that. That'll take 10 minutes. But um, it's a real question about what's going on here, okay, uh, within these states. And, you know, what happens if women want to leave the state? What happens if you leave? You don't want to come back. What are they going to do? You know, are they going to seize your property? What's, what's going to happen here? It's a real, real concern. And the fact that, you know, this, the, you know the, it really circles back around the attempt to stop the election, the attempt to stop people from being elected. Uh, that's a problem. That's a major problem. Uh, in Texas, they're already having major issues. I mean, I was reading the other day, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson had problems uh, you know, getting his voter registration in Texas. I mean, for crying out loud, it's Willie Nelson. But, you know, they're making voting extremely difficult for certain segments of the population. And uh, I don't believe I really have to say any more than that. Uh, but that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, again, the idea with a democracy is that you want everyone voting. Okay? You want people to vote. When you're trying to stop people from voting, that's antithetical to a democracy, okay? And then it's like, well, we just want to prevent voter fraud. But where's your evidence of voter fraud? There is none. Again, bring me evidence. You want to say the earth is flat? Fine. Tell me the earth is flat. Okay. Where's your evidence? Bring it to me. Okay, bring it to me. You want to say the earth is 6,000 years old? No problem. Bring the evidence to me. Okay, because I'll tell you what, you want to say the Earth is the center of the solar system. I've got evidence, I've got scientific evidence, okay, through physicists and astronomers that can show you that it it is not the center of the solar system. The sun is the center of the solar system, okay? We could do things carbon dating and be like, you know, yeah, this is, you know, tens of millions of years old, not 6,000 years old. But you're still free to believe in it. You can, all right? No one's going to, you know, you want to believe the moon is made of green cheese. Fine, believe it. But you have to know that it's, it's you know, at the end of the day, you're in a minority. Nobody's going to, you know, no, we're not basing science off of your beliefs, okay? And we're certainly not going to do stuff, you know, we're certainly not going to base things off the earth being, you know, it's like hollow earth theory, all this fun conspiracy theory stuff. And it can be fun. But there's no evidence that there was fraud at all. And that's the thing. Anyone who tells you that there was fraud um, is, is, quite frankly, they're misleading you. Okay? They're lying. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they really believe there wasn't. And see, that's the thing is like when you say lying, lying infers that you know one thing and you're saying another. If I know that there was no fraud, and I claim there was fraud, that's lying. But if I really believe 
that the earth is flat. If all the evidence I've ever seen presented to me is that the earth is flat, and I say the earth is flat, I'm not lying. I'm just misled. Okay? I'm stating what I know. I know the earth is flat. I've seen all the evidence. That's it. But again, this is, a, this is a major problem. This is a major problem. And it's only going to get worse as years go by. Um, you know, it's, it's still, people are still hanging on to it. Um, we need to fight against this. Uh, again, I'm not advocating fighting in a physical sense. I'm saying that we need to fight to allow people to express their voices. Whatever your opinion is, okay, to, to vote for who you want, but to be able to vote. Not to be, you know, taken off of the voter rolls. This is ridiculous, okay? This is ridiculous. And certainly not to try and overthrow the government. And the Justice Department of Justice has an obligation to prosecute these people, to bring them in for questioning. And again, if the Department of Justice subpoenas Ginny Thomas to come in there and she says, no, I'm not going to, uh, I'm sorry, Guess what? You need to have her arrested at that point. Because you can't have a justice system where people feel that they can flout the law. This is just, I mean, th this is outrageous. It would never fly for anything else. Why can people do it here? You know, come out and explain why you sent these texts. You know, why you were conversing with people who were, you know, uh, trying to get the election overturned trying to uh, figaze with the election machines, all of this stuff. Why, why was that the case? Answer these questions. No, or plead the fifth the whole time. You can do that. You certainly can. That's in the Constitution, which people like Marsha Blackburn should actually, uh, you know, read up the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I mean, just, just a thought. I know not everyone knows the differences, but if you're an elected official in the United States, um, you probably should know the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. I, just, just my two cents right there, okay? You know, going up for inflation, maybe we've got to start making it like, you know, five cents, four cents, whatever. So that's, that's where we are right now. And, um, you know, listen, I... I have, um, you know, which I, I post on almost every day. I've, I've been a little behind lately because it's just been getting overwhelming right here with, uh, with work and with a lot of other stuff in my personal life. So I haven't been every single day um, posting on my after-school history, okay? Uh, the Instagram, at Antonius Optimus, okay? Uh, or after-school history. Uh, but I'm... I'm very happy for people to uh, DM me on this one and, and really ask, you know, I'm curious, like, at what point as a teacher, do you think the teacher should start saying, like, look, this is, this is a bunch of malarkey, okay? Or should start saying, um, unfortunately, we have to say that this particular person, you know, uh, whether you like him or not, they're, they're, basically trying to overthrow the government. They're trying to overthrow the democracy. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm walking on eggshells here, folks, uh, you know, because I don't want to jeopardize my own career. But at the same time, you know, you have to be honest. And, and you know, here's the thing, too. Everyone thinks that the students, everyone always downplays, oh, they're not asking the questions. No, they are. 
the students are a lot more savvy than people give them credit for, okay? My students are sharp, all right? They ask good questions. They want to know. They want to know when they're being lied to. They want to know when things are not going the way that, you know, and they ask those questions. What about this, though? What about that? And I'm always like, you know, like, uh, you know, but they ask these questions um, and you have to answer them one way or another. You have to answer them. And if the parents or guardians won't answer them, you know, they're asking you as their teacher to answer them. And like I said, I usually try and be like, well, listen, you know, make sure to ask your parent or guardian about this stuff. But at the same time, I have to. I have to ask that question. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I have to talk about it. Um, so let's hope that in Texas, the last thing I wanted to say, Texas, I was reading today, um, there are actual candidates for the Texas, I believe that the state legislature, who have called for abortion to be made a capital crime, meaning that if you have an abortion, you can be put to death. Now, Texas puts to death more people than any other state in the country. In fact, I believe over the last few years, they've put more people to death than the rest of the country put together. Uh, Texas is right up there with, like, Saudi Arabia, um, Iran, North Korea, as far as, like, killing people goes uh, officially. Some of those states do a lot of unofficial killing, but um, that's quite horrific. The idea that you could turn this into a capital charge, um, I I don't think this is going to go anywhere. But again, I'll leave you with this. It's a trial balloon. And for those of you who don't know what a trial balloon is, you know, I always joke around with my students at school. I say a trial balloon, to understand it, is this. Let's say, say you like a a girl or a guy. And you say something like, oh, man, be like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you know, listen, we should totally hang out this weekend. You know, why don't you come on over? And then you see what the reaction is. And if they're like, yeah, that's a good idea, then you're like, all right, cool, yeah, no, I totally meant that. But if they're like, oh, yeah, okay, come on, stop being silly. You're like, ha, 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 no, 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 I'm, I was just kidding around. God, can't you take a joke? A trial balloon is suggesting something and seeing what the public reaction was, okay? Uh, the Nazis did it with the, uh, was it the T4 program. Oh, God, it was the T, I think it was the T4 program where they suggested killing all of the uh, people in Germany who had um, disabilities, okay? So people who had mental disabilities, severe physical disabilities, quadriplegics, paraplegics, people with autism, Down syndrome. And they rolled that out, and they were like, you know, these people are just taking up money and, and time and space that we could be spending on other things. And uh, many of the German churches and other people were like, no, this, why are we going to kill these people? Like, what did the, you know, this person do to you? And so the German government was like, oh, no, we, were, I mean, we, we weren't serious about it. I mean, we're Nazis. And if you can't trust the Nazi, who can you trust? Literally anyone else. But, you know, in, in the 1930s, that was the case. But it was the, the attempt to test the waters. And I think that what these people are doing in Texas is they're testing the water. They're going to be like, well, you know what? So-and-so said we should kill all women who have abortions. What do you think about it? And what happens if it comes back where it's like, yeah, 30-some percent of people said, yeah, that's a good idea. 
we should do it. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, well, we've got a base to build from, okay? It's a problem. It's a major problem. And all of us need to fight against this. Again, you know, whether, whether you support this or not, you know, I've always championed uh, former President Bill Clinton's view of making abortion safe, legal, and rare, okay? And there are ways we could do that. I, I'm not a fan of it by any means, but it, it's the law, and I, you know, I, I would like to see it become something extremely rare, uh, but certainly not something that you get the death penalty for. Anyway, um, hit me up. Hit me up um, at... Uh, my Instagram, send me a DM, comment on things, uh, at Antonius Optimus. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Same deal. Um, you know, you can feel free to do that. And, um, and, you know, just generally let me know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next week or so. One never does, but uh, whatever happens, it'll certainly be interesting. I wish all of you a wonderful rest of your week and uh, be happy, healthy, and safe. Bye-bye.